the title of the message, and I guess it's behind me, I guess I don't even need to say it. Abram's normal faith. Amen. Genesis chapter 12. I enjoyed that, boys. I really did. Believe it or not, y'all are a good looking bunch. Believe it or not. Amen. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. <coughs> so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Amen. Brother Eric, I'd be honored if you'd open this message in a word of prayer. <coughs> Abram was 75 years old when he left everything that he had. His, his, uh, well, he took everything he had with him, but, but he left his, the security of being in one place and being by a city where he could draw uh, everything, water, everything, and he could keep everybody in one place and keep it organized and secure. He left all that by faith at 75 years old. How many of us at 75 years old will make some major life change? Hey, Brother Raleigh's in. <laughs> Hey, well, enough said. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but but my, oh my, we, it seems like we reach a certain age and, and we, we get to a place uh, uh, where we're just comfortable with whatever we've done, we'll just call that good. And that age seems to be getting younger and younger. <coughs> or to a point where uh, people, kids, teenagers, 20s, living at home still thinking, you know, uh, not having a mindset. I, I have <clears throat> people that I know that are young that are talking about marriage, that are making these life decisions, and, and God's not in, not, not even a thought in any of them. Like w when you ask the question, um, you know, how do you plan on serving the Lord, or what kind of ministry do you want to be in? It's not even a thought. The answer would be, oh, well, I mean, man, I'll go, I'll go to church. But no thought of any ministry or any desire to do any of those things. I feel like that's coming at a younger and younger age. Abram was clearly a man of character and a man of wisdom to trust God enough, right, to leave. To leave, just to go out, basically to become a wanderer with everything that he had to trust in God. There's What a measure of faith that is. To live uncomfortably just based upon the word of the Lord. Verse 5, Genesis 12, 5 says, And Abram took uh, Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. They went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. There's more than what meets the eye in that verse. Abram took his wife, 
Sarai, as in Abram led the charge. Point number one this evening, and I've only got two points, Abram's abnormal faith. Abram's abnormal faith. We think hard, we can think what the next point will be, but point number one, Abram's abnormal faith. I personally know men that, that will do whatever their wives tell them to lead them in any way that their wives tell them to go. You say, Pastor Gunther, you're, you're, being ex- you're exaggerating. No, I've had men tell me, my wife said I can't uh, go, go to church here, I have to go to church here. My wife said that, well, she didn't want me to go to that church, so now we've got to go to this church. Men are led by their wives, and that's awful. Abram was an example. He was the leader of the home, as it should be. It's, it's, we need godly men to step up. It's a biblical thing to, to be the leaders of the home, according to the word of God. Verse 6, And Abram passed through the land into the place of uh, Shechem, into the plain of Morah. And the, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed I will give this land. And there uh, he there building an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Verse 8, and he removed from thence into a mountain on the east of Bethel. And, and, and remember this line, and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. Remember that, where he was, specifically. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. It's worth noting here, it's important that Abram rested in the Lord in the place that God had spoken to him. You don't have to turn there. I, when I was going over this message, I realized I hit this not long ago, but when did men first call upon the name of the Lord? Right out of the Garden of Eden. Genesis 4.26, And it said to him, also there was born a son, and he called uh, his name Enos. Then began man, men to call upon the name of the Lord. What's Romans 10.13? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Seth ran out of the garden, called upon the name of the Lord. Abram called upon the name of the Lord. Paul said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Abram showed uh, uh, an abnormal faith by following the words of God. And it shouldn't surprise us too much, but that because Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son, he essentially did, but God stopped him at the last moment. So it shouldn't surprise us that this man has some abnormal faith. I mean, what faith he has Second to none. Verse 9, and Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. I love how it says, and I think we could base the whole message around the framework, going on still. Abram didn't stop serving God after he had an experience with him. And so often, and it's, and it's like a joke, somebody gets saved, and then we don't, you don't want to baptize them because they get baptized and all of a sudden they drop off the map because they've already done what they have to do. And, and I mean, they're already going to heaven, so why really serve the Lord anymore? That's, it's, it's like you did this, this spiritual high, if you will. Therefore, I don't need to do any more. Abram could have done that. Under that pretext or context, I would say that Abram had abnormal faith. We call on God for a miracle and we pray and we pray, God, take that disease from them. Lord, help them to have that baby. Lord, 
save that marriage. Lord, take that addiction from them. And then God will do something great, whether it's directly related to what we're praying for, or He'll answer our prayer in some way, or God will do some miracle in our life. And then we just kind of let it go, like the spiritual high is over. Thank you, Lord, we're moving on. Not even going to really acknowledge that too much. We're going to serve the Lord less now because you answered prayers for us. Because we don't need anything anymore, so we're going to lose our fervency. Verse 10, And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, and the famine was grievous in the land. I just want to point out something really, really precisely. Why did Abram go to Egypt? Because there was a famine in the land. Nowhere here does it say God told him to go. He went to Egypt because there was a famine in the land. Probably, everybody was doing it. I mean, we could pretty much say assuredly everyone was doing it without it being biblical. Probably everybody was just going to Egypt because of the famine. Abram, just being logical in our human minds, well, we've got to go to Egypt. But one thing's for sure, he didn't go because God told him to. He went because he was doing what he thought was best in that moment. Number one, Abram's abnormal faith. And number two, my last point, Abram's normal faith. Not something we would normally say. That's not a phrase that's normally thrown around. But I think it's absolutely applicable to this passage of Scripture. Genesis chapter 12, verse 11. It says, And it came to pass when he was come uh, near to enter into Egypt that he said unto uh, Sarai, his wife, Behold, <coughs> now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Amen. He had a beautiful wife. Good for him. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee that they shall say, This is his wife. And they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with thee for my sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Here's something that I really want to push. Abram trusted God for his salvation. He trusted God to set out and look for a far country to be a wanderer, to, 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 to move everything that he has. He trusted God for that big thing in his life. That's a show of an abnormal faith. But for some reason, Abram surprisingly, in my opinion, didn't trust God enough to protect his family with the everyday decisions in life, which I would call normal faith. Normal because it's popular. Normal because it's average. Normal because it's abundant. Normal because it's regular. Normal as in the same as most men. It's a mindset of... It's a mindset of, thank you, Lord. Like we're praying to the Lord, we're thanking God. Say, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me from an eternal lake of fire. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from the second death, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be birthed into the family of God. What a great God you are. You can do great things. You parted the sea for the Egyptians. You sent all those plagues. Lord, you killed the firstborn in Egypt, but you saved all of Israel alive because of the Passover. Lord, you're such a wonderful God. 
uh, Daniel uh, in the lion's den, Lord, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace of fire. Lord, you can do great, great things, and I trust you for, in, in all of those, and I trust you for my salvation. Then we get up from our prayer. And we don't pray about the smaller things in life, like where to move, what city to move to, what job to change to, what school to take our kids to. Pick a decision, place it in there, any of them. What kind of fence to get for the church? What kind of pews, chairs to get? What kind of lawnmower to get for the front? What kind of sign to get? Abram didn't appear to have prayed at all about what to do when the famine came and where to go. God didn't tell him to go to Egypt. But what do we do? We do the same thing. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you for doing all these great things. But I'm going to make all the other decisions now because, you know, I'm smart enough to do so. Thank God that he gave us a brain, but we lose sight of trusting in him, looking for his direction and so many things in life. Abram did the same thing here. A lot of times, you might find yourself unhappy with your spouse. Did you take it to the Lord in prayer? You might be unhappy with the people at work. Did you take it to the Lord in prayer? Did you just try to fix it yourself? Worried for your children on various levels. Did, did, you, did you try to deal with it yourself or did you take it to the Lord in prayer? Wondering which path to take in life. Did, did, did you pray about it? Sincerely pray about it. How's that song go? You may wonder what we children do with skinned up knees and tennis shoes. How's the chorus go to that? God's little people, God's little people, God's big people sometimes. God can do great things with the big things just as well as the little things. The big people just as well as the little people. The big decisions just as well as the little decisions. Abram showed some abnormal faith in his trust for God. But at times, clearly, he showed some, what I would call normal faith. What the average Christian would do, try to take matters in their own hands. Every one of us are guilty of that. Verse 14, and it came to pass that when Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the women that she was very fair. The princes also uh, of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken uh, into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Adam, uh, Adam, <laughs> Abram, well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and she asses and men servants and maid servants and, and she asses and camels. And I, and I got to, I was trying to dwell on this, right? We try to dwell, we try to meditate on scripture. And I promise you, the thought crossed my mind in the description here and what, in what, in what Pharaoh clearly gave to Abram for Sarai, all the, I mean, I mean, horses and camels and sheep and donkeys, and it's like, did men say back then, "Wow, she's so beautiful. She's a two-horser." Wow, I I give four sheep for that one, right? It just that's where my mind went. That begs the question. I mean, trading all this livestock for for a woman. They're putting a value on her, amen. Oh, amen. Let me 
Let me get back into the message here. We're winding down. Bear with me. At this point, Abram's not looking good right now. Yeah, the Bible doesn't give us details on a lot of things. We don't have time, right? But uh, 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 look, if we went to a place and I was like, Rachel, say you're my sister. And then we keep going through with that. And now Pharaoh's like, hey, I'll give you all. Here, here's, here's all these animals and livestock. And I'm, I'm going to take your sister. Pharaoh took her into the house. Abram watched it. He was there. What's going through his mind? Did it cross his mind? Maybe I should have prayed about this before I showed up to Egypt. Maybe I shouldn't have lied about her being my sister. Was this worth me potentially saving my life? Should we have even come here? By the way, Pharaoh's intentions were not to have tea time with her. Verse 17, And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called uh, uh, and Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife? And putting two and two together, Pharaoh must have put together the timing of the plague and the taking in of Sarai. Or maybe the plague was enough on its own and he could figure it out. Or maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe she said, hey, I'm not actually his sister and this is judgment from God. And we don't know. It doesn't say any of that. But clearly Pharaoh knew that this wasn't right. And this whole situation and me bringing her in, he realizes that that is his wife and not his sister. Whether God told him or he figured it out or Sarah, uh, Sarah I told him. Verse 19. He says, why says thou, she is my sister? So I might take, have taken her to me to wife. Now therefore, behold thy wife, take her and go thy way. <coughs> and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. You know, God, in this situation, supernaturally protected Abram and Sarai. But wouldn't the been better and it's easier to say it from the bird's eye view looking down or looking uh, 2020 in the past right we can clearly look back and say why didn't he just trust God from the beginning and ask God if he should even go to Egypt because when he started making decisions all on his own now he's lying now he's got his wife potentially in bed with another man possibly losing her for the rest of his life Wouldn't it have been better if he just trusted Christ from the beginning? Genesis 13, verse 1. This is where it gets good, and this is the best part, and this is the ending of the message. Amen. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, amen, and all that he had and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold, and he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel. Look at, the, look, at, look at this. Where did he go after he left Egypt? Unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning. Between Bethel and Hai. Where was that? That's where he called upon God earlier. The last spot we had communication with God according to the Bible. Verse 4. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first 
And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. God didn't tell Abram to go into Egypt. And God certainly didn't tell him to lie about his wife being a sister. You'll notice nowhere in the passage did God ever say, hey, hey, go down into Egypt. God never said that. But at the same time, we don't see anything in that passage where, God, where Abram went into Egypt and he had any fellowship with the Lord. There's nowhere while he's in Egypt that the Bible records that he's asking God for direction. He's just trying to do things on his own, making decisions on his own. And it did not pan out well. According to the scripture, <clears throat> it wasn't until Abram went back to where God told him to be in the first place that he once again had fellowship with God. People tend, all the time, they always have, they always will, people tend to idolize people. Um, um, sports stars, the Pope, uh, they, they idolize pastors, or, or put them on a pedestal at least, uh, or men of God throughout history, uh, or faithful men in the Bible like a Abraham, Paul, the disciples, amen, putting them on this pedestal like they're some perfect people, and, 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 and we, I would say, can't hold a candle, amen, to them, but they were imperfect men, and I think we lose sight of that. <clears throat> I think oftentimes people get saved, and I think the pastor's like, like, Jesus Christ incarnate. And I'm being facetious, but I'm serious. They think the pastor is perfect. Not realizing how imperfect I really am. We're really imperfect. Abraham, we hold him to this high standard. I mean, it is Abraham. He has done what no other man probably has ever done in history other than Jesus Christ. Sacrificing his own son for the Lord. But he's still an imperfect man that doesn't always follow the Lord perfectly. fact because of Abram's sin he caused a whole lot of people to be plagued with pain and torment that didn't need to be he caused Abram's sin caused a whole chain reaction of, of pain and suffering that should have never even happened because he stepped away from the Lord and tried to do things on his own and I'm telling you I'm telling you because I've lived it I live it I see it all the time. That happens in so many levels of life. So what happens is, is we find ourselves in a tough situation, run, wondering where God is, not realizing that God never even told us to go there in the first place. God never wanted us to hear that. God never put his blessing on what we wanted to do or what we decided to do or what we did. And God was never a part of the decision making in the first place. But what we need to do is go back where God spoke to us last. Go back to where we were in the will of God and say, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not where I once was. I'm going to get back to where I was. And when I get back there, I'm just going to call upon the name of the Lord. And I'm going to worship him. I'm going to serve him. I want to get back in fellowship with him. I tried to do things on my own and it didn't work out. It doesn't mean that he wasn't wise. He was probably very, I'm sure he was wise. He was a rich man. I'm thankful that I serve a God and we serve a God that he's faithful, he's loving, he's all-knowing, and that he can help us 
not just with our salvation, not just the big decisions, but the little decisions and everyone in between. Pray without ceasing. Our communication should be healthy, but with them all the time, not just for a moment on Sunday or four times a week, just where that's our time with Christ and that's all we give them. Man, our lives would be so much better if we just let him direct us. We'd have so much more peace, so much less stress and things. Our decisions would be so much more smoother if we just let God move. You say, well, what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Because they were obedient and yeah, it looked scary for a moment. Man, God blessed their lives in a great way. Their lives were smoother. Not from the world's point of view, but their lives were a lot better for trusting in the Lord. Hey, remember, Tony, would you close in a word of prayer? <coughs>